Welcome everybody to the brink. As we are bringing you, I don't know. You said something. Um, we are bringing you a on the road edition of the brink for the first time in a long time. We've actually done this uh, recording as we move. You can hear the background noise of a moving vehicle because we are sitting in a car presently on the road driving from the beautiful city of Invercargill, New Zealand to the even more beautiful somewhat of a city, Queenstown, New Zealand. I'm in the passenger seat um, and joining me as she always does 99% of the time, uh, Mallory driving a car foster. Hello, Mallory. Hi, Ben. How are you going today, driving currently? So good, except you keep turning down the freaking heat. Uh, well, because it's actually really hot in this car. So it's freezing. It's freezing. It's actually really hot. I don't know what on earth you're smoking over there. You're wearing like ten layers. I'm wearing two layers. Um, we are about, oh, what, 45 minutes outside of Queenstown, 45 minutes to an hour or so. Uh, surrounding us right now, we can see uh, myriads of mountains and hills. A car has just overtaken us. Uh, I see snow on the mountains over there. Uh, we are heading up to go witness an international ice hockey match between Australia and New Zealand. They are playing each other in a three-game series as part of the New Zealand Winter Games, which are a thing. They have, uh, I think, 26 sports across the spectrum. And um, this is one of the few that I believe actually has international competitors in it. I know some of the others do have international competitors, but a lot of them, I think, are just a local-based uh, athletes. But uh, pretty exciting. Do they have a, um, a British Columbia Winter Games at all that you know of? The Can-Ams just happened, and there's like... I don't know. There's definitely BC Games. Yeah. Are you talking about the Pan-Ams? The Can-Ams, is there a difference? There's Pan-Ams and there's Can-Ams. So is Can-Ams like just... Canada. Well, are they not called the Canada Games? The Canada Games I know we talked a little bit about with Colin because they were in Winnipeg last year and uh, he went to lots of uh, Canada Games events. Um, but I've never heard of the Can-Ams. And possibly, possibly the same thing that we just called two different names. It's, it's interesting. I don't think we'd ever have an Australia Winter Games. Um, but anyway, we are in a very small town right now where there seems to be a bar and uh, a brown trout cafe. What even is this town? Did you see a sign? I did, but did I read the sign? No. It started with an A, maybe? Have you noticed that I haven't asked you to stop and pull over for any signs today? Are you happy about that? I am now that you mention it. <laughs> you... you Pay attention to a lot of things too. This is maybe the most happening. Athol is the name of the place. Oh, this is that place we went to last time, remember? And it sounded like asshole with a lisp. You're nothing but a stupid asshole. Um, there you go, folks. If you want to come to a thriving metropolis in New Zealand, head to Athol. We drove through it in the space of 30 seconds and there was a woman walking a dog, a cafe, and everything else along those lines. Uh, who, who are you cheering for tonight between Australia and New Zealand? I feel that I need to say Australia, but honestly, New Zealand. And now I've got to ask, why on earth would you even remotely think that? What do you mean? Why, why do you want to go for New Zealand? 
pride in the place where I live. I'm sorry. What about pride in the man that you're marrying and you used to live? But you're here, so you're cheering for them yourself. So if I ended up going to a Canada versus USA game and said I was going for the USA because we were living in the USA, would you be offended? I would murder you. Now, um, so am I capable of doing that to you? No. Okay. I might not distract her here for the moment because we're stuck behind a slow car and she probably needs to overtake this car. But um, I am somewhat offended. Somebody actually asked me during the week too. They were like, oh, who are you cheering for? And I'm like, is that even remotely... There's a doggy in the back. I'm like, is that even remotely a, a, a question? Like, New Zealand fly fishing school. Did you see that sign? I did. We can go join a fly fishing school. Well, like, I'm sorry. Like, New Zealand, you're a beautiful country, and I'm glad that I'm living in you. But I, I, I'm not like I will go for the All Blacks if you're in the final. But I'm not cheering for the All. Like, I'm not cheering for New Zealand in anything. There's that cool bridge that we said we we're going to stop at that one time, and we never did. So. Um, I'm not, why no? Don't go for New Zealand. Like, what do you, what, what's wrong with you? I'm going for Australia. Thank you very much. Like, wow, that's just incredibly rude. Um, but this is actually really exciting because it's the first time I've ever been to a proper international ice hockey match. Uh, obviously on this show we've covered a couple of times we went to USA versus Canada in the exhibition series that they had in Australia a couple of times, organised by our good friend Kerry Goulet, but... The grand scheme of things, they're not the most realistic games of hockey. Uh, fights breaking out every two seconds. Every game's like twenty nil, uh, twenty eighteen basically, and they always end up in a shootout. So they're obviously very much exhibition style games to uh, get people into the sport in this part of the world because it's been in New Zealand. But this this is proper proper games. This is um, I, I interviewed the coach of New Zealand. And uh, we might actually play that on this week's episode for you. Uh, we did that for the Ben and Mal Variety Hour. But uh, he was saying that essentially outside of the World Championships each year, this is basically the only opportunity they get to play international games. It's not something that they frequently do. And I think that's something that's... like Because Team Canada don't often play outside the World Championships, do they? It's not a common thing that you have friendly games in international hockey. I don't think so. I don't know. Which is strange because like in soccer, rugby, you will have other tournaments throughout the year. But I guess... If you're having world championships every year in ice hockey, whereas a lot of world championships are every four years, so um, it's it's going to be interesting. New Zealand are ranked 40 in the world. Australia are ranked 35 in the world. Where do you think Canada are ranked? Within the top three. I believe you're still the number one country in the world, even though you uh, didn't win the world champ. I think you got bronze in the world champ. Finland won it. No, you lost to Finland in the final. That's right. You got silver in the uh, world championships. Yeah. But you don't care about the world championships in Canada, don't you? It's all about the juniors. It's all about the juniors and the Olympics. Well, why Why do they like the juniors better than the uh, non-juniors? I have no idea. It's an interesting fact. Like, is it the up-and-comers? Because a lot of the NHL players maybe don't go to the world championships. I, I could not tell you, honestly. Like, I just know that when the juniors are on, like, you always talk about the, jun- the juniors, but you never really talk about the world championships. Fascinating. I mean, you, I don't think you'd have that in any sport in Australia, really, when it comes down to that. Uh, certain world championships are happening in a couple of weeks uh, that this country is going to be involved in heavily, the, the Rugby World Cup. And you're quite invested in the uh, Canada-New Zealand game, which we will... Uh, brave going to a local establishment with some Canadian paraphernalia to cheer for. Um, are you expecting a 100 nothing loss in that game? Could you imagine if we won? What an upset. If you beat New Zealand in the World Cup, this country would shut down. There would be an inquiry into how it happened. That, that would be the equivalent of 
New Zealand beating Canada in a game of ice hockey at a world championship. Like, not even joking. That is how big of a deal that would be. I think it would be great. It would be fantastic. I would not be opposed to that. What a time to be a Canadian in New Zealand. You might not make it out of that bar alive. Probably. The, the last World Cup in 2015, Japan beat South Africa, and that's regarded as the greatest upset in the history of rugby because rugby's a very centralised sport in which there's only maybe five or six countries that realistically can win the World Cup, and on, of that five or six, realistically only three of them have a chance. Um, and then realistically out of those three, it's probably only New Zealand. Whereas, like, I guess the Ice Hockey World Championship... No, that's a hawk. We have eagles flying above us. Um, realistically, there's maybe a few more, but again, it's a very, like... The World Championship Division 1 is usually the same eight countries every year, but, you know, Finland won it this year, Sweden can win it, Russia can win it, Czech Republic can win it, Germany obviously made the gold medal game at the Olympics. Would you like to go get some honey? Yeah. We apparently might be getting honey. Um, Germany made the, sem- the final last year, remember, of the Olympics. That was a beat Canada in the semis. That sucked. Um, but, yes, Queenstown, outside of what we're doing there, what is the most exciting thing about going to Queenstown for the night? Kmart. Exactly. How This is just showing how um, little there is in Invercargill because Kmart's still a couple of months away from opening. But, like, anybody listening back home, they know the experience of going to... They're going to the honey shop. <laughs> Do we really want to go to the honey shop? I guess we're not going to the honey shop. But there's a juicy, juicy. Um, <laughs> Free tasting. Can we... We can't have honey. Shut up. All right. I was about to say. Um, anyone back at Hobart knows the thrill of going to Kmart. 24-hour Kmart, going there at like 1 o'clock in the morning. It's fantastic. It's going to be 24 hours, though. I assume it'll probably close at 9 like the warehouse, but... Can you explain the warehouse to our non-New Zealand listeners about how it compares to Kmart? It's the poor man's version of Kmart. But it's not even like... Would you consider it to be like American Kmart? Because American Kmart's pretty shit, right? No, American Kmart is better than the warehouse. Okay, but it's still pretty shit though, right? Yeah. It's... It's just like really bad quality, but also really cheap bad quality. I think the thing with the warehouse is like they do their best... And there is some decent stuff there. But for the... Finding the right things from the warehouse, I think. And it's also like we bought all our plates and cups and cutlery and they just don't last. You've only what? Broken four cups so far. But like the cutlery is kind of rabbity gross and... Yeah, so so we are very much looking forward to Kmart opening in Vicargo. But the fact that we're excited to go to Kmart in Queenstown... Um, it's a big thing. Like, people appreciate Kmart, I think, and that's a great thing. It's it's only really been in the last five years that Kmart became a bit of a cult thing. Like, growing up, Kmart was just there. It was no different to Big W. It was just a store you would go to if you need stuff. But, like, now it's, like, this big cult thing. Like, you've got to go to Kmart and buy cool stuff, and it's just better, right? Kmart proud sponsors on the brink. Do you think we can get them on board? Oh, can we please? Like every week? We, I would gladly sit here and haul myself out to Kmart every single week and just be like, hey, look, this great cup holder, only $5 from Kmart. How great is it, Mallory? So great. Would If they gave us a sponsorship, how much sponsorship money from Kmart do you think we could get? I would be happy with 10 bucks. 
because we need money. No, it came out. I want more than $10. Like, give us 100 bucks a week and that would make a difference. 100 bucks a week is a lot. I get like 100 bucks a month. I would haul myself out to pretty much any com- company, really, to get some money on this show because, A, it would be great for listeners and, B, you never say no to, you know, those dollar, be- those dollar bills, y'all. Um, but yeah, so I'm, I'm looking forward to, I was going to say this weekend, but we're only up for the night. Uh, I work this morning, you work tomorrow, so it's kind of just a, a flash in the pan drive up there. But no, I, these things are fun to do. I agree. You know, like we, we kind of moved to this country and said like, oh, we'll go on road trips whenever we've got free days. And I think that as people who aren't originally from... Um, wherever it is we live, Invercargill, Queenstown is not that far away. Whereas I think that people from Invercargill think it is. I agree. And I think Invercargill is a, a town of, you know, like we had that with Jamie, didn't we? When he's like, oh, no, don't drive me home. It's too far away. It was barely an eight-minute drive. Yeah. And so, like, Invercargill had that mindset where one side of the city to the other, that's too far away for you to drive. Now... Mallory and I lived in Brisbane. Mallory grew up in Victoria. I grew up in Hobart, which by are no means big cities. But compared to Invercargill, they are. Whereas, you know, one end of the city to the other, including suburbs, is 45 minutes to an hour. Um, and Brisbane, I mean, we were living nearly an hour out of the city. Uh, and that was just, we commuted every day to and from the city and we were fine with it. Like, you just get used to it. So, it's cute that these uh, little Invercargillites things as far. So, you're right. Like, I mean, Queenstown's a, technically Queenstown is closer to us than Dunedin. Um, only just. It is. It's like, I think, two hours and ten minutes to Queenstown, like two, hour, two and a half hours to Dunedin. And I think, kilometre-wise, uh, we are closer to Queenstown. But, uh, Queenstown's not a city as such. It's uh, an extendedly large resort town I mean anyone who's been to Queenstown will know what we're talking about it's very touristy uh, anyone you talk to about Queenstown who's lived in New Zealand for a while say, oh, it's not the same as it used to be that's turned so much into a tourist uh, thing but and, but Dunedin like bless you New Zealand for thinking Dunedin's a, a big city uh, it's it's really not but anyway uh, but I'm looking forward to it we're going to have fun uh, we're going to we'll do a bit of a piece from the game itself we might even fit in a bit of commentary how we feel um might even chat to some people if we feel the need to we say all these things now and of course probably you're looking at our promo thing and there might not be any of that but look i i I miss commentating on ice hockey so even if we do a, a five minute stretch we can do that a little bit as well so um and plus i can't say i've ever commentated with a canadian in the commentary box which you know whether or not she's going to actually bring content to the the commentary and expert comments you know at least it sounds professional having a canadian in the commentary box right sure you know what a slap shot is and a a deke and a, a uh, <laughs> the creases and all those sort of things i do but can i pick up these words and say them quick enough as the plays are happening is the real question no is the answer We will bring you some form of coverage and commentary from that. Um, So we are looking forward to another extended... Comps going around here at the moment. Uh, We'll speak to you very shortly, Miss Forster. Yep. 
Big time to be an ice hockey fan right now in New Zealand and Australia as well as the return of the Trans-Tasman Challenge is happening as part of uh, the New Zealand Winter Games in Queenstown. Australia taking on New Zealand in the best of three game series and joining us on the line here today is a pleasure to welcome the coach of the New Zealand Ice Blacks, Mr Anatoly Korozov. Anatoly, first of all, welcome to the show. Thanks for uh, giving us your time today. As I said, exciting time to be an ice hockey fan, and and I can imagine for uh, particularly both New Zealand and Australia that uh, having these opportunities to have these international matches uh, must be must be a great moment because outside, I guess, of the the World Championships, there's there's not a lot of opportunity for you guys to be able to play these games. So, how how important is a series like the Trans Tasman series to be able to get the best players from both countries to be able to battle it out for the the trophy? Uh, it is very important because you have your five. We only have a few games at the world. We typically play five games, and sometimes we have a few games uh, before that. So having an extra three games that's half a season, <laughs> if you know what I'm going to say. But that's important, and that's a chance for us to play all the young guys because we play home obviously and and prospects and potential, and you know, so it's a great opportunity in terms of development and in terms of good hockey as well. And of course, adding to that, the slight little rivalry, Trans-Tasman, Australia versus New Zealand. Uh, I mean, getting the fans involved as well, um, it, it must be exciting time for you to be able to, to coach and I guess experience this rivalry and, and bring it to the ice, bring it to Queenstown and sort of uh, keep that rivalry alive as well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you take any sport, Australia New Zealand as, as, as it's great, eh? <laughs> and ice hockey is nothing special. And and a Queenstown is probably the most ice hockey town in New Zealand. So we have uh, great support here. Like you know, the fans are loud, and 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 ice hockey support them, and and good ice as well. So it's it's great. You know, that's great hockey and great opportunity. In terms of your time at uh, the head of the Ice Blacks, Anatoly, I mean, how have, how have you seen? I guess the the development not only of of the side, but I guess the sport itself in New Zealand over the years? Is it is it continuing to increase its presence, do you feel, out there? Or do you feel as though there's maybe a little bit more that can be done? Uh, well, there's always something can be done. I mean, <laughs> yeah, uh, well, don't get me wrong, we're getting better. But the thing is, other countries are also getting better. Mm-hmm. But we, we kind of play at our level for quite some years now. And I think our next goal should be to, to get division up pretty much where Australia play. And I think we have enough players, you know, the talent to be that. But it's getting difficult to get all these guys together because obviously it's not professional here, and you know, players have other commitments and you know all that stuff. So that's the main challenge uh, for us because if we did get all the best players, we would be very competitive. But that's the problem that sometimes we just cannot get all the best players. And for these series, uh, sort of how how is the team looking in terms of strength? Uh, sort of what what level of uh, competition can the the fans expect when they're they're seeing players from both sides out on on the ice? Are we looking near full strength or kind of sort of getting there a little bit towards that? No, well, I mean we're, we're missing a few players, of course, and still losses, but we're still you know strong team. That that kind of core of the team we're usually going to have for the world champs. So we never get all the best players either. So, 
So I mean, those teams are really pretty much what we usually have. Mm-hmm. So it's not really bad or worse. But yeah, we have you know we're missing a few key players, but equally we have a few good young players as well. So I think that, and for us, it's a good piece as well because they're always playing like level up from us, so we can kind of can see where we are at. Sort of moving forward then towards, um, I guess, next year's World Championships. And it, and it is kind of, as you said, to the goal then is to, to keep moving up in, in the tier section of the World Championships because it it's that promotion relegation, I guess, where you find that real test of where you are at a, at a team. And you want to obviously, I mean, I guess the ultimate goal would be go to the very top, make the Olympics. But short term, it's, uh, you know, improving as best as you can each time you, you get to those World Championships and, and seeing if you can move up towards them. Yeah, that's the main thing. To me as a coach, I'd like to see players developing and getting better. That's, that's the main thing for me. I mean, and I can say that we have quite good young blood coming up. But with limited seasons here in New Zealand, this, the other end of the show season is only 16 games plus finals and playoffs, which is realistically very, very difficult for players to get real development. So we're trying to be just doing you know, the camps and all that stuff, but still, you know, uh, they have, like, no limitations. Mm-hmm. There's abilities and, you know, um, and a lot of them go play overseas. So that's kind of a um, better opportunity for them. Yeah, we, we still some development. I don't know, like, you know, when I started in, uh, here quite a while ago, and what we have now is a bit, bit different. But as I say, like, other countries are also stepping up. So we are not just the only country who's developed. Do you think that's just a testament to also the the popularity of the sport around the world? Uh, I mean, more people in any corner of this planet can basically go to NHL.com, get a league pass and watch it and sort of more opportunities for people to be exposed to the sport. And, And that's obviously positives for the sport overall whether it be in New Zealand or anywhere else because people then are exposed and then that hopefully and um, particularly here in New Zealand will lead them to maybe putting on the skates picking up a stick and uh, giving it a crack yeah absolutely I mean technology you know it's amazing now you can watch pretty much any championship I mean the NHL is obviously the best one but you know you can watch KHL you can watch Swedish like you know German League they're all around there yeah, and then and and yeah, you're right. So people now go to line to where they can watch and and and, and hopefully will give us a little bit more players. But we also need to give them a little bit more opportunities in terms of where they're going to play because we all have very few ice rinks here. Mm. So we need to build a few more ice rinks, and that ultimately will give us numbers, which ultimately will give us better competition. So it's all—it's not one thing. It's always a conflict. And I can imagine, though, um, this series as well, going back to kind of how important it is, as you said, kind of like half your year, your half your season, I guess, kind of with these three games. But also beating Australia would be pretty nice and retaining that trophy. Uh, are you are you confident going into these three games that you can uh, keep that trophy uh, over on this side of the Tasman? Well, that's that's the plan. I mean, we have competitive team and. We, we want to keep the topic home, but equally, was it they here to, to battle? <laughs> it's not going to be easy, but you know, um, that, that's the plan for us. Again, we'll tell who's, who's better, but you know, we, we are here to win. 
and of course, basically all the games are uh, at least one of them sold out. One's nearly sold out, and I believe the uh, the thirds are on the cusp of being sold out too. So that must also be a bit of a boost, particularly for some of these younger players who maybe haven't played in front of uh, you know more than a couple of hundred people. That you can kind of get a, a bit of a crowd there, a bit of an atmosphere, and I guess really light that star, the the rink up over the next couple of nights. Yeah, well, certainly. I mean, uh, all of those players have played in Queenstown, and Queenstown has always kind of sell out. <laughs> so, <laughs> They, they all have this experience, and, and it's always loud. But you know, that's it's just a little bit different uh, responsibility and level of competition. I mean, end of day chill is still end of day chill. When you play for your country, no matter you know where you play, it's a little bit different. So uh, I guess for those young players, it will be an outstanding experience. I'm looking forward to seeing it. Of course, uh, the Mighty Roos from Australia taking on New Zealand Ice Blacks across our three-game series in the Trans-Tasman competition. And Atoli, pleasure to have you here on the show. Best of luck throughout the competition. It's hard for me to say that to you. I am an Australian, so offering you best of luck is kind of uh, a bit hard for me. But I'll say it sincerely as I'm uh, speaking on behalf of New Zealand right now. So best of luck for the three-game series. Thank you very much. Thank you. So as you can probably hear in the background with maybe the most obviously generic ice hockey song in the history of ice hockey song, uh, we are at the Queenstown Ice Arena preparing for the very first game of the Trans-Tasman Series between Australia and New Zealand. Mallory is sitting next to me. I am. I'm here. I'm excited. There's a Canadian flag in the building. They also played a very prominently hockey-based song, the good old hockey game, which... uh, instantly brought you some memories of I guess being at home and being excited and uh, how did how did the the vibe ex- excite you when you heard that I just got so excited I thought it was a real hockey game all of a sudden and that it was gonna be a great night now this is um, the first time we have seen a proper international game that isn't an exhibition game I mentioned that earlier. If you're listening to The Brink, if you're listening to the Minimal Variety Hour, though you haven't heard that before, um, do you think that adds a little bit of extra excitement that this isn't just the Canucks or the the Royals or something like that? This is an entire country playing for themselves? I don't know. I think on one hand, I'm excited because I feel like it's going to be a good level of hockey. But on a completely other hand, I... I'm expecting a good level of hockey to be NHL level, and I know it's not going to be at that rate. So I think I'm I'm a little bit in between at the moment, not sure what I'm expecting. Now, I was actually pretty impressed with the fact that we were able to get a park basically right outside the, uh, the venue. The few times I've been to Queenstown, parking is definitely at a premium. We nearly thought we got very lucky with that extra spot, but... Um yes, we watched and watched and watched, and there was a guy who was leaving, and... I'm also very sad that I did not bring my Australian flag. I left it in our uh, room, which uh, makes me sad. There's a couple of Aussies sitting behind us. I might see if uh, they want to chat to me in a minute, see if we can get that. But we've got uh, the teams, I think, are about to come out on the ice. Uh, There's a child with an Australian flag, a child with a New Zealand flag. Um, Now, we talked about this earlier, I feel, but you initially said you were going to go for New Zealand. But now... But then I got in big trouble. You got in very big trouble. And we have a very American-Canadian-sounding intro, and yeah, Woo! Australia are coming out. I think that was a a bigger cheer here than um, maybe we anticipated for that. So um, let's see here, number five, Pataki. 
We like him. Number 18, Nadine. There we go. Nadine's almost... What's his name? Sidine, isn't it? That remind, it rhymes. Like, do you think he's going to have the same skill level? Sure. Hazelhurst there, number 23. Um, and we've got uh, Urasov, number 11. I like the name. I like the sound of that. Yes. I'm trying to see if you can get a favourite player out of this one coming out there. Number 10, that's uh, Neymark. If he's anything like Neymar, the soccer player, he might dive around a lot. But uh, here we've got some other players coming. The goalie, smart, number 20. <laughs> The smart man, Webster, Webster twenty-two brothers. Exactly. So, and uh, is this where we're meant to boo right now? No, bad. Boo! Oh, I mean, yay! I, I swear the cheer was bigger for Australia there. Uh, I'm not too sure about how um, that crowd goes. So we've got a very passionate-looking New Zealand guy here with his uh, blue and gold Otago scarf and fist bumping. We should have been fist bumping the Aussies as they came out. What were we doing? Um, there's a Schneider who just walked out, well, skated out onto the ice. Um, and Schneider is an old Canucks player who was very good. I see, I see. Um, there's a few people here. There's a, somebody in a nice black jersey up there. There was a Aussie guy behind us. I like this guy behind us. That's good as well. So there seems to be a diverse collection of both uh, fans from both uh, nationalities, it seems. And uh, we've got a few uh, more passionate New Zealand player, uh, excited people there. This The number 20, what's that, no, number two, number Stewart, that's uh, Rod Stewart's son out there, number two, with the um, the long locks and the mullet, this guy here with the, the goatee going up there, look at that. Yep. I like the look. It's very, very rock star, if you don't, if uh, I don't say so myself. I mean, looking at them now on the ice, what, what do you have to say to them? Stash, though. That's Lane, oh yes, he has, he's got a very uh, style there, number 10, Lane. I reckon he'll, uh, it's very 70s, isn't it? Like, he's, he's found himself a, uh, a nice look to go out on the ice with everything here. So. Another one. Must be the playoff facial hair or something. You know, he kind of remind me a little bit of your brother, number 11 there, Joyce, with the way he kind of had a, a look there, no? Nah. Didn't see it. Uh, I'm surprised not to see a few more NHL-based uh, colours here. We saw a Toronto Maple Leafs uh, toque before. But um, this is quite exciting now to be able to see them out on the ice. I'm not, I'm not liking these jerseys, though. No, I don't either. They look... I actually like the Australian ones much, much better than the New Zealand ones. I have to say, the Australian ones don't look that crash hot when you go to their merchandise store. But when you see them in person, they are quite a significant, um, significantly better, I should say. So... Uh, It'll be interesting to see how this plays out. I also notice how the uh, the sections over there where they've got their benches aren't exactly glassed off or covered off either. So it's kind of, you know, I thought it might have been a little bit more fancy than that, but maybe uh, they can't have everything in Queenstown. They do have an American flag too. I know. I just chose to ignore it. Now, I think that this is going to be a very interesting evening in terms of uh, looking at these players because some of them look very short and thin and you know there's not really any there's number four over here for New Zealand I think he's got the wrong sport Schneider he should be a basketball player I feel yeah maybe very very tall um anyway I'm excited to see how this plays out any uh Last-minute predictions here now that you've seen them enter the arena, not just based on the way they look in terms of fashion, like you actually think looking at the players' skill set, anything that this changes your opinion on how this is going to go? I still want to cheer for New Zealand. 
I don't want to sit with you if you start cheering for New Zealand. Can I Can I go sit with the Australians behind us? No, I'm not sitting by myself. Well, you're going for New Zealand, so I feel like you should be. Uh, we will maybe do a bit of commentary, come back and do something else a little bit throughout the game at some point. But go Australia. Sure. Thanks. I've managed to find an Aussie fan. His name is Kane. Kane, first of all, welcome to the program. Ah, oh, thanks. Thanks. How, um, well, first of all, are you, are you a local? Are you living in Queenstown? Have you travelled over for this? What, how, what, what are you here for? Uh, yeah, living here only, um, we moved back here in May, so I've only been here for a few months now, but um, we left about five years ago and uh, get right into our hockey. My wife's Canadian, so uh, we uh, follow the ice hockey uh, religiously. Um, I'm a Calgary Flames fan, but um, yeah, we follow the local stampede and uh, now we finally get to see the Aussies play on the ice. So. We're originally in Australia, whereabouts are you from? Um, from the northwest part of Australia, in a little town called Dampier, or a town nearby Caratha. So uh, it's a bit warmer over there, but it's, uh, I enjoy the cold weather. Now, uh, you said you're a hockey fan. You're a smart man being a Flames fan, obviously. Um, I mean, this is obviously then pretty exciting to be able to come along here, not only support Australia, but uh, I guess being able to see some international hockey uh, here in Queenstown. Yeah, it's great. I, um, I've got a, a little 18-month-old, so it's uh, good to... Uh, get him to see hockey and uh, get on the ice as well. So, uh, yeah, it's great having uh, this kind of uh, arena here just uh, to get invo- in, uh, involved in ice hockey. Now, uh, did you get into the sport because of your wife or did you did you like it beforehand? Um, I was familiar with it. I enjoyed the, uh, I guess, the roughness and the fighting side of it more than anything. Uh, but I spent a lot of time in Canada um, and that just kind of continued on. But uh, definitely my wife had a fair bit of influence. She... She loves hockey, so uh, yeah, she had somewhat of an influence. And I'm guessing is she originally from Calgary? That's where the Flames loves come from. Uh, yeah, well, uh, she was born in Calgary, but um, she's actually actually a, uh, a Habs fan, so she goes to Montreal. Well, actually, I, I, I forgot that the Habs. I always get Habs and Canucks confused for some reason. My my fiance right in front of you there. She's Canadian and from BC, so she's a you know, a bit of a Canucks fan, but uh, we won't hold that against them. I mean, not everyone can be smart and go for Calgary, right? Like, that's the smart choice. <laughs> yeah, I can understand that. There's a lot of Aussies that go for uh, Vancouver. There's a lot of Aussies that go for Vancouver. But, uh, they just go to Whistler. they just like, oh, cool, you know, why not? Because, But, look, if they want to be tortured and not win Stanley Cups and things like that, that's fine, right? <laughs> yeah, I can understand that. It's a bit hard being a Fames fan, though. It's been a, been a while, but uh, maybe next year. Well, you know, at least we can make the playoffs, unlike uh, both those sides. Are you, are you hopeful, though, for a, for a win tonight for the Mighty Roos? Yeah, it'll be uh, good if they have a win. Well, I've got, I'm here for all three games, so hopefully at least we get one win. But um, it's a bit hard on, uh, on being uh, on the away ice, so uh, we'll just see how we go. Fantastic. Well, thanks for joining me, mate. And uh, yeah, let's go, Aussies. And we hope we can uh, cheer nice and loudly for them tonight and uh, quiet, cut, you know, quiet these Kiwis down. They can, let them only win in rugby. They don't need to win in another sport. Yeah, true that. They can, uh, we can take this one and they can keep the rugby. We've talked to an Australian. It's time to talk to a Kiwi. I've got Bob here, and I've never seen a man dressed up so appropriately for a game of hockey. You're in the Ice Blacks jersey, you've got your face black and white. You're pumped and ready to go. I am ready to go. Would you, would you call yourself the most passionate Ice Blacks, uh, Ice Sticks fan here in the stadium tonight? Absolutely. I'm here. I'm here for this. Are you, now, are you a local? Are you from Queenstown? Have you travelled for this? I'm a local. I'm from Queenstown. We got some of our Queenstown boys on the team, so it's going to be a great night. 
Are you confident of a victory? Obviously, you guys won this last year, didn't you? So you want to keep this trophy? Yeah, I am. I think the Aussies are going to bring something better this time. But we've got a few secret weapons up our sleeve. Can I kind of ask anything about these secret weapons, or do you want to keep them secret? Well, uh, I think uh, Liam Stewart is the main secret weapon tonight. Brings a bit of that rock star mentality to the ice. I mean, the guy looks like a rock star. I mean, he's, he's very fitting of his name. He does. He, he's so humble, though. He's so humble. Him and Schneiderman are going to rip the Aussies to shreds. So, so as an Aussie myself, I should be carefully viewing those guys and uh, just if they start you know, getting stuck into my boys, I, I really should be worried for the scoreline then. Yeah, I think so, but I think the Aussies, they got, they, got, um, they got a little caught last year, so this year they're back to prove a point. And I guess as well for the pride factor, obviously you guys dominate us in rugby. It'd be nice to keep that dominance in another sport, you know, wouldn't it? It would, it would. I mean, um, fair play to the Aussies. They are a better, a better level team than us. But to play us, to play New Zealand in New Zealand, that's when the team is the strongest. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing how this goes, and I'm looking forward to watching you cheer because, again, you are so appropriately dressed and everything like that. So, is there a specific chant that you do in these games at all? Oh, ice flags. Can you give us a really loud "Let's go, Ice Blacks"? Let's go, Ice Blacks! Let's go! Perfect. Oh, we've even got the kazoo going on behind us here. I like this. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm in the right area to sit near you guys. It's going to be loud, and I appreciate your time on the show, mate. Thank you very much. No worries, Ben. My pleasure. Good luck to you. And, uh, and it's going to be a wicked, wicked series, I think. Welcome back to The Brink, or the Ben and Malvaride Hour, depending on where you're listening. We are here at... Where are we? Queenstown Ice Arena? Is that what it's called? The Queenstown Aceum. Yes. At a wonderfully, wonderful game of ice hockey. Sorry, I was debating whether or not wonderful was the right word. I think it's been pretty decent. Uh, we are currently in first intermission. Uh, we've got Jeff, the Zamboni driver, having a bit of a spin around. I may have posted a photo on my Instagram and Facebook and had the hashtags... Oh, do I remember what the hashtags were? One was, I want to be a Zamboni driver. And the other one was, the Zamboni's driver's name is Jeff. We honestly might try and grab an interview with Jeff, the Zamboni driver, just to, to, so I can tick that off the bucket list. You know, Prime Ministers of Australia, royalty, and the Zamboni driver. I think that would work well. Uh, but the, second, the first intermission is just over. The score currently is New Zealand 2, Australia 1. Uh, we are sitting at the non-scoring end, it seems. Only one goal has been scored up our end, but uh, that's good for Australia that they're going the other direction this time around because they might be able to come back. We're, we're sitting in a pretty vocal Australian section, I would like to think. We are. The New Zealand uh, Ice Blacks. Ice, what are the Ice Sticks or the Ice Blacks? Ice something or other. Blacks. I think everything's black here. Um, are coming out onto the ice right now, and you can hear that kazoo in the background that you heard. What's wrong with what did I said? Nothing, nothing at all. You're taking that the wrong way, not me, my friend. Um, we should be going down there fist bumping all the players. We should be, but he's so excited, we couldn't top that. Se- second intermission, we will be down there fist bumping all the players and uh, getting excited for them. How does that sound? So good. It is my goal 
to fist bump them and get a photo with the mascot. And here come the, the Mighty Roos on the ice. You can't make this stuff up that they're actually called the Mighty Roos. Of course they're called the Mighty Roos. Uh, everything's Roos. Something wallabies, kangaroos, socceroos. Uh, but we might do a little bit of uh, commentary throughout this. I managed to find a program. I didn't have to pay for it, so I was pretty uh, stoked about that one. I am quite partial to the Queenstown Ice Arena hoodies that they have, but they're $80. Just thought I'd shove a little shout-out there to buying a nice jumper. Um, you were mentioning before that you feel a little bit colder here than you do at any other ice arena in your homeland. So much colder here. And do you think, as I said, that's due to the, the amount of people? Or Maybe I'm just acclimatised to the weather well in Australia. <laughs> Possibly. We're about to see the puck drop here in the second period and uh, it's quite vocal. This is quite a rowdy little crowd here in the Queensland Ice Arena. Um, I, I like to call it the Queenstown Coliseum. We used to have the Glenorch Coliseum back in Hobart, and uh, this is the Glenorch Coliseum. But we mentioned, I think, before, um, and if we didn't, we'll mention it now, that um, Rod Stewart's son plays for the New Zealand Ice Blacks. He's wearing number two. What is his first name? Uh, it is Liam. Liam Stewart. Of course, son of Rod Stewart and uh, Rachel Hunter, I believe, uh, is his mother. But uh, well, you and I have noticed um, some of these players uh, are very well equipped to the hairstyles and the mows and the everything else going along. There's a lot of locks flowing out the back of those helmets, aren't there? They are doing their best to look like hockey players. Australia has a puck at the moment, and uh, there's a bit of an opportunity here going on. Number nine there, I think that's Daj has a ball. Uh, the ball. So it's been a long time since I've commentated this sport, and I'm calling it a ball. Well, that's a bit of a mistake. The mascot's to the left of us here, Mallory. What's going on? This is our opportunity. We'll have to hold on to it. Uh, I will say we're not in the best position for commentary because uh, when it goes to the left side, we can't see a lot. Have You You want to try and give a bit of a play-by here? Just give me an attempt here. I really don't because I know I'm going to be bad at it. Australia are right up their end right now and uh, they're having a bit of a sniff around the uh, New Zealand half of this rink and as I said we're in a very awkward position to do any form of commentary because basically at our end we cannot see one side of the rink to the other but when they come up this side as uh, number 23 here for the Mighty Roos has a long pass into the neutral zone towards Kasloff is that for the Mighty Roos who can't quite find his man but this is Australia's been doing a lot of this keeping possession and just seems to be uh fiddling around slightly with the puck and not having some opportunities. As I said earlier, as a team who has four slots above New Zealand, they are not playing like they are four slots better than New Zealand. 36 in the world versus number 40 in the world, of course, uh, Australia New Zealand. But New Zealand, an opportunity here. Number 18, Eden, waiting for the puck. He's in a very good position. But uh, Australia, 24 for New Zealand, who definitely should be playing for the other team, if you ask me, uh, did not able to pass that puck in time. I would be curious to know who the other three in between Australia and New Zealand are in the world rankings. If you get your phone out, you can probably find that out on Wikipedia. They uh, do. I was looking at those rankings earlier today, and uh, you think I'd be able to tell you that, but I could not tell you that. And Australia maintaining possession right now in their side of the rink. But New Zealand on a bit of a breakaway here. Oh, and a big hit right in front of me. He's <laughs> first. There goes Jeff. 23. You're missing your chance to interview Jeff. 
I, I'm more concerned about the welfare for our uh, New Zealand friend right in front of us. I think he lost a couple of teeth and a couple of eyeballs there. That was a massive hit in front of me. I'm sure there's not blood on the uh, glass, but that's what you want to see when you're this close to the rink. There was, a, there was a big hit right at the very beginning of this game, and you, you uh, exclaimed that that was not hockey as soon as this game started. There was a massive hit off the plate. As soon as this game started. Now, Canada is number one. I was correct on that before I just saw those rankings. New Zealand maintaining possession of the puck here, just uh, slowly trying to build up a shot. Uh, they're in the neutral zone with it at the moment, and uh, they're just trying to go along the board slightly, but they can't quite get it. Number 12 there, Lee's just fallen on his tush. Who, who are number 37, 8, 9? First of all, your rankings are incorrect. Australia is currently 35th, and New Zealand is 40th. A one-off. And 36 is Mexico, 37 Belgium, 38 Bulgaria, and 39 Georgia. Interesting. Belgium is a country that I would assume would be a lot higher, sort of surrounded by the likes of Germany and France, sort of winter-based countries that I think would probably do a little bit better than that, but there we go. Not uh, quite the way it is. Boyle for Australia uh, passes the puck up along the boards and a big hit just behind New Zealand's net there. Again, it was getting a bit physical in this period. Physical. Physical. Webster for Australia, though, uh, manages to put the puck over the boards. Unfortunately, not in the area where we are. And uh, we have a face-off and a line change. And the crowd goes wild for Liam Stewart. Not a single utter of a cheer in the crowd there. There was more cheering at the Glenorchaseum back in uh, Hobart. I just want to point that out. As uh, the puck goes back now to Webster. has a very long shot and it's deflected by the New Zealand goaltender, who I believe is Kasaba Kirko Magos, um, who I have to say, if he had any more names, he would be called the phone book. I think we're just going to call our uh, goaltender for the New Zealand the phone book. What do you reckon? Well, I think it's a great name for him. Uh, we, we like to give our nicknames to our goaltenders, and a big special shout-out to uh, Joel the Glove Richardson back in Hobart, who I'm sure is... Uh, Missing playing for the Falcons. I believe he's no longer playing for the Falcons, which is a bit of a sad uh, opportunity. Number three there for New Zealand, Amston, has a bit of a shot and goes wayward of the net. And it's slowed down the pace of this game slightly. I think we uh, don't quite have the speed that we had in the first period. Both teams eyeing each other up. Number nine for Australia has a shot at goal, and the phone book saves it. I think someone got told off during intermission for uh, too many hard hits and penalties. Number nine for Australia is the esteemed Wahibi Daj, otherwise known as Daj the Barge. And uh, if you're looking for a man to pull your tugboat, Wahibi Daj is the man. And play resumes here at uh, the Queenstown Ice Arena. Bit of a chase on here for the puck as uh, Bremner for Australia gets straightly to it. Australia for New Zealand falls down and he can't quite... uh, get the puck back and a magnificent mullet here uh, by Pataki for Australia. I've got to say mullets on ice hockey players it should be more of a thing, Mallory. Yeah, no. The way it flows out the back of that helmet, uh, I reckon he uses some head and shoulders to get some shine to that. It's fantastic. Long shot there by the mighty Ruse. Oh, the phone book is flipping his pages to make sure that he stops every single shot. And my man Pataki with the mullet just uh, tries to put a long pass to Bremner, but he can't quite get it. And he's an opportunity now for the Ice Blacks. As uh, there's an opportunity here, Eden directly in front can't quite get his stick to the park. Elliso on the rebound, quick little shot away. He's still fighting his way through it. 
Webster for the Mighty Roos. Controls that puck and gets it back to another mulleted man, Hazelhurst, who just lobs it long and a chance there for Australia to have another shot. Can't quite get it. They're getting a bit hungry here, the Mighty Roos. They're thrashing about. And uh, a long shot there goes for the uh, assistant captain, Jamie Woodman. And uh, not quite on target. Australia with the opportunities, but New Zealand pounced them straight away. Eden for the uh, Ice Blacks can't quite get it, and Australia will just slow it down here. Webster, pass back to Newark. Lovely little pass back. That's Woodman, sorry, not Webster. And there's just no one up there for a show. What's going on? I don't think they're aware of where each other are. No, the vision here from Australia, like, is it is it the mountain air around here in Queenstown? Is it the pressure? They've had a long flight, three hours. And right in the crease there, the phone book once again shuts up shop and we will have a face-off in front of New Zealand's net. 13 minutes to play. New Zealand still leading 2-1. Scoreless in this period. And the crowd getting involved here. Lots of dancing going on here. Now, do you feel like you're at home with dancing in hockey? Yes. Is dancing not a thing that we should be having in hockey? No, sometimes. Sometimes? Not as much angry yelling, I don't think. Like, there is angry yelling. But, like, you guys are just a special kind of angry yelling here. Our, um, our New Zealand fan that we interviewed earlier is very um, bi-patriarchy. That's not a word, but I just made it up. Uh, with his cheering, because he started a few Aussie, 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 Oi, Oi, Oi chants before. So uh, he's trying to get the Aussies involved. But there were some loud cheers. And uh, a long pass back here. And we'll be icing is the call any day of the week, if you want to say. And uh, we will have... The puck back towards the New Zealand net. Look like you wanted to say something. I was going to tell you that I really need to pee, but I don't know if I need to tell you that out loud. Oh, look, Josh's coming back. Get it. Go grab him. I'm, I'm talking. Go grab him. Go get him. What? No. No, you don't want to? Okay, right. Okay. No, well, just I, I thought you were about to go down and say, like, Jeff, hi. Would you like to do a quick interview with us? But uh, he's a very busy man, Jeff. He's got to go out there. Like, he's probably got to go warm the Zamboni up, check the gears, make sure the tires are inflated. Are you trying to get past me to go to the bathroom? Okay. Well, this is a very live commentary. If uh, We're basically saying that Mallory is going to go to the bathroom. Meanwhile, actually, what is happening on the ice, I can tell you, is that there is a face-off just in front of the New Zealand bench in the neutral zone. We have uh, a win there to Australia. Webster gets the puck and uh, passes it back to Boyle flowing mullet out the back of that then. Lots of mullets for the Mighty Roos here as Boyle just gets pushed off the play. Tries to find a teammate but instead turns it over. New Zealand puck, uh, gets on the puck straight away. Love a little piece of play here by the Ice Blacks. Can't get the shot away. Webster steals away and oh and he just shoved off the puck. There you go. The New Zealand crowd loving that one. Number 12 Lee for the Ice Blacks just gives him the old get out of the way and uh, meanwhile they are, oh, another bit of a shove on the boards there. New Zealand players down, Aussie players down. Chance here for the Mudderers have a shot. There is number five, and he gets it there nearly through the legs of the phone book. He can't quite get it. And some wayward shooting going on here from the Australians. They've had uh, plenty of opportunities and most of the possession in this period, but they just can't quite get it. Goaltender for Australia, Dane Davis, comes out and uh, pads it forward to Malloy. And the puck is uh, stuck behind New Zealand net right now. The Ice Blacks trying to get it clear. Don't have a lot of space here to the Ice Blacks to be able to get a chance up there. And meanwhile, some more players just falling over in the neutral zone. Shot there for the Mighty Roos. Can't quite get it in there. 
And uh, Webster passes it back along to Malloy, who just gets shoved out of it. New Zealand will retain possession, but they can't quite control it because the puck's gone back into Australia's zone. And, oh, here comes Lister Stewart on the breakaway. And, oh, the crowd love him. They love the look. They love the mullet. They love everything about him. And I've got to tell you, he is the Ice Blacks' Richie McCaw, a national hero, is Liam Stewart. And he just jumped on that puck like it was a rock star Bible and uh, couldn't quite get it there. And a lovely shot there by Kennedy. Glove save by Davis. And he just passes it off to uh, Woodman. And you can hear the uh, New Zealand crowd trying to get behind their side. But a chance here for the Mighty Roos on the counter. They're not going to be able to get a shot away with that defence. Great work there by the Ice Blacks to keep it out and to prevent any clear shot away from the Mighty Roos. Gets a bit scrappy behind the net. And Australia just cannot get a clear shot away. Meanwhile, New Zealand, on every single opportunity, they can on a breakaway. But here's a chance now for Australia. But offside is the call. And we will have a face-off back in the neutral zone. It's, it's, it's very nice to be back here in the, uh, the commentary uh, box, can I just say, for those listening to us on the brink, uh, back when we used to cover all the games of the Van Diemen's League. Previously commentated a little bit on Canada versus USA a few years back, but uh, here we are on the other side of the ditch, just doing a little bit, not doing the full game, just um, a little bit here. How, how was the bathroom? Very good, nice and warm. Uh, toilet paper, all good. Wash your hands. Yep, all good. Let's get a bit of play-by-play there from uh, that. Did you bump into uh, the beast mascot guy? Sorry. You see the mascot guy on the way back through? I did. You missed a lovely little breakaway from Liam Stewart. He uh, pounced on it and had a shot, and uh, the crowd just went wild. Loved him. But uh, the. Mighty Roos here are just trying to get it back towards their half of the rink, but uh, the Ice Blacks are controlling it. Oh, and a bit of a misplay there by Australia, nearly uh, and it resulted in an own goal. And Zach Boyle, the mulleted number two for Australia, gets it back to Webster, who, oh, lovely clear pass right up the ice to Hayden Dawes. And, oh, there's a bit of shoving going on. No love lost between these two countries. The two goals that New Zealand scored in that first period came within about 30 seconds of each other. It was very, very quick. And uh, sort of the announcer here didn't even have an opportunity to announce the first goal before the second one went straight in. And Australia scored late in that first period. And we're still 2-1 halfway through the second, halfway through the match. And we are still waiting for that first goal here in the third, uh, second period. I apologise. And we're going to have a re-face-off, it seems. Is there a penalty going on? No. Face-off just to the right-hand side of the New Zealand net. The ref will drop this puck. And uh, face-off won by Australia. And, all oh, the Australian player brought down the net has come off its spot. And uh, referee bugger off will have to fix that one. I wasn't listening to anything you were saying. I'm, I'm, I'm very much used to it. 
Now, now the Winter Games, uh, I would love to be able to give you a medal tally update and some results and all that sort of stuff, but I'm not privy to that information. I don't even know if they have a medal tally for New Zealand Winter Games. I would go out on a limb and say New Zealand are probably on top. Uh, I believe Australia won a gold medal in curling today, which is not a sentence I think I've ever uttered in my life, nor has anyone. So that's a, that's a good situation. But other than that, I don't think Canada's doing very well. Is Canada a part of this? Sure. I'm sure there's a Canadian somewhere in the Winter Games. And, oh, Australia having a chance at goal here. Chopping away, chopping away. Can't quite get to it. The phone book is just spreading those pages wide. Let your fingers do the walking. And uh, the Mighty Roos in defence all of a sudden. From one end to the other. Chance here for the Ice Blacks. And a lovely shot there by Clarkson. Doesn't quite go in the way. Jackson, sorry. I saw the son on the back and I thought it was Clarkson. And I got the uh, son wrong. The son wrong? I don't know. She didn't say anything back. It's fine. Expert comments there by uh, Mallory Foster, esteemed Canadian expert comments. This is a bit of a hold-up on the boards there. And uh, Harrop and Newark fighting up there. Harrop for the Ice Blacks. Newark for the Maurice. Boyle here. I'm, I'm loving this mullet. It's giving him a lot of streamline in this period. And he's getting a lot of possession. Uh, but he's, as soon as I say that, he's going to go off and have a have a couple of oranges. Is oranges uh, food of choice for uh, ice hockey players? I don't think so. I think they'd freeze. There's nothing wrong with the frozen orange. It adds a bit of uh, entertainment to that when you put it in your mouth, I think. As the Mighty Roos here gets a pass. He's Malloy. Nearly a Mallory, but Malloy, oh, and the stick has snapped. Malloy has lost the stick. And uh, judging on the budgets of both these teams, I think he just cost the uh, Australian Ice Hockey Federation about 10% of their budget with that broken stick. So um, he'll be, uh, no doubt, shouting drinks on the way back home, win, lose, or draw. I'm sure if that stick breaks in Canada, you've just got 30 of them up in your jacket sleeve. Like, that's pretty easy. But Australia, they're, they're at a premium. Yep. Now, our uh, beast man, the mascot, is getting involved here. Always. Oh, Bashing some crew members there. That's uh, good for him. Now, I feel like he's very bipolar, this mascot, in terms of his energetic five seconds, and then all of a sudden he just decides not to be energetic. I feel there needs to be some more energy in him, don't you think? What? Needs to be some more energy in him? Yeah. The mascot? Yep. 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 It's been been a very uh, stalemated period here. The opportunities have definitely come for Australia with only one real clear opportunity for New Zealand, but uh, definitely lost some speed here. Hazelhurst has a long shot of goal, but the phone book catches it. That's on about letter M, I think. I think that's uh, the M section of the phone book that he got that one in, just slightly past uh, the L. What's your favourite page of the phone book? I don't know, the Foster page? I'm not a fan of the beer, though, so um, I'm not a fan of the beer. The what? The beer. It's a beverage that you drink. It's alcoholic. What beer? Foster's. The joke. Oh, I... Foster's. uh, Beer? Yeah, I get it. I get it. Let me explain more. (laughs) No. You've never received that joke in your life and you lived in Australia and you're marrying Australian. Chance here for the Ice Blacks. Focus on the game here. Schneider's waiting for the puck. He's not going to get it. There's going to be a shot there by number 15 for New Zealand. That's Harford. And oh, another shot there. Nearly gone through. Oh! That! Was that Stewart? Did he get the touch on it finally? I'm not too sure, but somehow it went in and somehow New Zealand celebrate and somehow it's 3-1. What's happening, Mallory? 
We suck. We do. Do we want to take on Mexico, Belgium or Georgia at the moment? I think we might be having more luck. Maybe. The Australians look dejected. They look absolutely ashamed right now. And uh, I have to say, as an Australian sitting in this crowd, I am uh, I'm feeling the shame as well. As a Canadian, are you? how are you feeling? You're going for New Zealand. Sorry? You're going for New Zealand. I chose the right team apparently tonight. Apparently. Uh, we are... Seven minutes away from the end of this period, and, and Australia now, all of a sudden, we've got New Zealand once again closer to their net. Now, Australia can have a break. Oh, and down goes number 16 for Australia. That's Liam Mainwaring just brought down in the uh, center ice with a chance here. Long shot and go. Oh, it's just deflected straight off the phone book, nearly rolled back into the net. Would have been the perfect opportunity to come straight back into it, but wow. They just look more hungry, the Ice Blacks. They look like whenever they get the puck that I think it's a cheeseburger and they've got to devour it in the space of five seconds. Yum, cheeseburger. Shouldn't mention that, should I? Nah. Webster got the... uh, uh, Stuart, sorry, got the assist. No. Yes. I didn't, wasn't listening. I'm clearly paying attention. I'm, pay- I'm like Mallory here. I'm paying attention a lot to what's happening right now. Six and a half minutes to go. New Zealand leading this one 3-1. And Australia got a lot to do. They're going to need to get another goal here before the end of the second period if they've got any chance in the third because they just have not looked like they are capable of scoring a couple of quick goals. New Zealand, with that goal, have definitely found some speed here. As uh, from one end to the other, almost a bit of a hook there. By number 13 for the Ice Blacks, Andre Kozak. And he tried to chop away the Australian defender. It's just uh, one end or the other at the moment. And Australia just trying to get something away here. They can't quite get a shot. Nearly an opportunity there for number 19 for the Mighty Roos, Austin McKenzie. But he was just padded away at the last moment. New Zealand now... Trying to counter every single opportunity that Australia has. Hazelhurst for the Mighty Roos. Passes it off to Webster who tries to get a shot. The Aussie, Aussie, Aussie trying to get through the crowd here to get him spurred on a little bit. And I do believe that's been started by our Kiwi friend over there who doesn't exactly know how the uh, end of that Aussie, 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 oi, oi, oi goes. Is there a Canada chant at all? Nah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. E, E, E. Let's start that. Australia just um, once again trying to get some shots away but just not finding the net and the phone book is uh, blocking every opportunity that comes his way. Meanwhile, an icing call as the puck goes right in front of us. 5.07 to play in the period. I'm going to ask you a very loaded question. Are you ready? Are you set? Yep. What do Australia need to do right now to turn around their fortunes? Sorry, I missed the question. What do Australia need to do right now to turn around their fortunes? Um, start getting the puck passed to one another and actually receiving passes, as well as a little bit of an urgency would be good. Do you also think they maybe need to score a couple of goals? Well, yeah, that I thought that was obvious. 
uh, some people listening don't know the obvious. You know, you've got to say the obvious sometimes to, to educate our listener. I'm sorry, the answer is score at least four goals. Four goals. I think, yes, no, you're right, because I can, I can do the count. Although if they got three goals, they would still lead. True. But four would be nice because it would be a, you know, a two-goal lead. Boyle for the Mighty Roos. Can't quite get past his fellow number two in Stewart. Schneider gets a lovely pass to Chalice for the Ice Blacks. Now Chalice with the puck. Tries to pass it back to uh, Stewart, but then Stewart wasn't there. I think he was too busy writing a new song or chatting to his dad on Skype or something along those lines. And the Mighty Roos get the puck away. Webster gets it to Boyle. Boyle manages to push his way through some Ice Blacks players. And here's an opportunity now. Boyle can't quite control the puck. And Hayden Dawes for the Mighty Roos. Gets it back towards Darge the Barge. And he's trying to control it. Gets it clear away there. Oh, lovely intercept there by Stewart. And here's he go. He's the man's man. Here we go. Liam Stewart shoots. Oh, it's off the post. Wow. That would have been a famous goal from a famous man. Instead, it's a famous miss. And listen to the crowd roar every time he touches the puck. That was a bit of a miss. Yes. They're both trying to have line changes right now. It's just... The man Boyle's gone off again, and he has a chance there for Hay. Has a shot. And uh, Dane Davis, Mighty Roo's goaltender. I think he's uh, ready to go off and uh, have a couple of frozen oranges at uh, second intermission. What, have a couple of frozen mandarins? What do you, what do you think's uh, on the menu? <laughs> a couple of meat pies, a couple of Fosters. It's a beer. Yes. Just jump into some stereotypes. Why not? Cheese rolls. We're not that far away from Southland. Here's an opportunity for the Mighty Roos and they score! There we go. Aiden Salato for the Mighty Roos and we've got a flag in front of us. That's what we like to hear. Australia pull one back and we're 3-2. Get on board the Aussies. Go Aussie. That's what we want to see. New Zealand should only be good at one sport. That's a World Cup a couple of weeks away. They can keep their Bledisloe Cup. They can... Well, that's it. That's all they've got. I guess they won the Netball World Cup, but, you know, two things. We can't let them beat us in ice hockey. We've got an NHL player. They don't. Not on the ice, but... Do it for Nathan Walker, Australia. (laughs) I just love... There's silence because I put the microphone in front of Mallory and she has a moment where she goes, Oh, hello. I just don't know what you want me to say. Like, I would love you to say whatever you want to say. You can you can sing the Canadian national anthem if you want. Every single time. That's what I'm going to do now. Okay. Now number eighteen here for the Mitres, Nadine. He's getting a bit of a rubbing the shoulders and rolling him back, and he's looking ready to pounce here. We've got the face off directly in front of us here. The uh, Ice Blacks captain, uh, Harrop. It's actually uh, not the captain. It's the way the logo is. It looked like a C, but I apologise. The captain for the Ice Blacks is actually number 23, Nick Craig. When you guys, you guys being the Kiwis, cheer for the Ice Blacks, it sounds like they're saying Ice Blocks, like what you call a popsicle. It's kind of dumb. Because, brew, that's what we sound like, eh? It's the Ice Blocks. They're all Ice Blocks. I, um, I'm very disappointed that the mascot here isn't a sheep. I just assume that... Uh, you know, that would be it. No offense to our New Zealand listeners. The Aussie Do sheep stampede sort of thing? I, I guess they could stampede if you pissed a few of them off enough. Like, you know. 
Uh, here's a chance for the ice base. Oh, directly in front. Oh, my goodness. That is a miss and a half. Uh, Connor Harrison for the Ice Blacks had a sitter directly in front. And uh, in basketball, you'd call that an air ball. And uh, I don't know what you call that in uh, hockey. An air puck. Ridiculous. I think even I could have gotten that one. Anyway, Nadine for the Mario Roos passes it up along the boards towards his teammate, number 11, Vidam Virajosov. Virajos? The guy that I can't pronounce his name. And uh, meanwhile, he's managed to turn it over. He's our basketball man for the Ice Blacks, number four. He's a unit and a half. Schneider. 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 Rob Schneider was a carrot. Wrong Schneider. And uh, Australia got two minutes here if they want to try and tie this up and uh, make the third period interesting. Although the Ice Blacks here could take the lead to two goals, but a lovely save there by Davis for the Mighty Roos. And uh, here comes uh, number 11. I'm just going to call him number 11. The man with the name I can't pronounce passes it towards number 23, Hazelhurst, for the Mighty Roos. He's going to take it up along the boards. Tries to find the man I cannot pronounce, and he can't quite get the shot away. The Ice Blacks on the counter. They've got a man here, number four, Schneider! There we go. That's how you put it in the net when you're directly in front. He was directly to the left-hand side of Davis. He had a gap as wide as the Grand Canyon, and it slided onto his stick in the net. And New Zealand extend their lead once again to two. And Webster just goes up to Davis and whacks a pad. I'm sure that was a bit of an encouragement, but if I was him, I'm telling him, mate, pick your game up. I'll put on the goalie pads. I wasn't listening to anything you were saying. So glad you're in the commentary box with me. You're not singing O Canada. What? You're not singing O Canada. Look, pretty colours. Look at them. Mighty uh, <laughs> Roos had the puck straight away. Can they get the goal straight back? But the phone book can't quite do it. And uh, with a minute 15 to go, again, the onus falls on the Mighty Roos to get a late goal here to make things slightly interesting. Opportunity here as they do win the draw, but they can't quite contain the puck because the Ice Bucks have got it back. Here they come for a long shot on goal. Ellis has that. And they seem to like this long shot against Davis because uh, he does kind of get a little bit wobbly on that long shot. And we're into the final 60 seconds of this period and uh, the final six seconds of our commentary. We'll, we'll close it off at the end of this period. But uh, Webster has a long shot. No, there we go. Right from the corner pocket. And he snooked the Ice Blacks. What a shot. The captain, captain's goal. Liam Webster. The delay in everyone realizing that he had scored, though. That was the goal of the night directly in front of his bench on the blue line, if you don't mind. That is a, that is a good 10-meter shot. And boom, in the net top right corner and with 45 seconds remaining we once again go back to a one goal game get another one here Australia and once again we're at a tie game, has not been tied since it was nil all and Australia get a little bit of flair in their skates here they go, an opportunity, here's another chance and oh just wide number 18 there, Patrick Nadine can't quite do it Australia with 25 seconds on the clock Right behind the New Zealand net. Opportunity to get something off here if they can get the shot away. Not quite. 
And meanwhile, the Ice Blacks have a very long shot at goal. They're not going to get that. Now, 13 seconds to go here. Australia turn it over in front of their own net. Long shot there by the Ice Blacks. They're looking likely here and nearly quick fires away. Three seconds on the clock remaining. And they're not going to get another shot away here. And we're going to end the period at 4-3. It started off slow, but boy, oh boy, wowee, did we get some excitement towards the end there. The crowd cheering. And uh, the players come off to get the oranges and the mandarins and the lemons and the watermelons. We're going to uh, end our little play of commentary here and uh, might do something on post-game. But right now, Mallory Foster, how are you feeling? What are your thoughts? And uh, how's the coldness? This is great. That's my thoughts. That's my feeling. That's my, yeah. How, how are you thinking this game will turn out? If, if we're closing moments, if we're at a close game, we might call the final moments. But as of now, are you confident of an Australian comeback? No. No? I think they're tired. You, you think that that's it? It's going to be a New Zealand game? Yep. All right. Well, we will find out. We will let you know at some point. I think we're going to uh, make sure that we're front and centre for the players as they go back on the ice, giving a few uh, bumps of the fist here and there. And uh, we will speak to you very shortly. Thank you for your expert comments. Welcome back to the Glenorchyseum. Not really. It's the Queenstown Coliseum. I teased you. We are five and a half minutes away from the end of this game between New Zealand and Australia. And currently it is five goals to four. The Mighty Roos have come right back into this one. The Ice Blacks got a goal, but then the Australians got one right back. And they're doing all the attacking right now, are they not, Mallory Fossil? They're attacking to save their lives, the Australians. Yes. Game one, of course, of a three-game series. So you drop this, you've got to win the next two. And uh, it makes it a little bit easier for whoever wins this game over the remaining two. This has been an uh, enjoyable period. Yes, much more active than the last one. Very much so. Bit of biff. We had a bit of an incident in front of us where a New Zealand player, well, he got a stick to the face, did he not? Yep. And no call was made. He was very angry and he walked off and smashed his stick into the sideboards. And uh, very angry man. But the Maitaroos were shooting towards our end here. And uh, they got an opportunity. Here's uh, Daj the Barge. He's going to try and get a shot away. But it's well covered off by the Ice Blacks. Very well covered off and just shoves him out of the way. There does. Hey, number 21. He's taking everyone on. He elbows one, elbows the other. And... Just uh, decides to uh, take on everyone himself. Hazelhurst, uh, he's looking around here, number 23. Uh, uh, he's a man to watch here. He's, uh, he's going up to Dow's and saying, get it to me. I know where to do it. He's going to be the saviour here. I'm calling it Hazelhurst to win. Okay. And the Marjorie's can't keep it towards the net. So they're going to have to take it through the neutral zone, get their players back onside before they can have another push here as the Ice Blacks definitely doing all the defending in the closing moments of this match. 4.22 to play. There is an icing call against the Ice Blacks. Now, this is a classic song. Tell me you know this song. You would have been too young to remember a little Nintendo 64 game called SSX Tricky, which they used this in the promos. It was uh, quite the game, snowboarding. Ah. It was great. What did you say? SSX Tricky. It was a snowboarding game on the Nintendo 64. No. No? All right. Well, we'll, we'll get it one day. Webster for the Mighty Roos. 
Flicks it back. Oh, and he just gets it a little bit too far there. Tries to find uh, Daniel Pataki. Meanwhile, his Webster gets it back now towards his teammate in Vrasikov. Guy, I can't pronounce his name. I did a pretty good job of that one, I think. And uh, the Ice Blacks are on the counter. They don't have their speed man out there in Stewart, so they're going to have to uh, try something differently. Whoa, and off the play there. There's got to be a penalty, surely, and there will be. A bit of a slash going against the Ice Blacks there. Brought down the Mighty Roos in the neutral zone, and uh, no penalty. Play on. Well, I thought the arm was up there for a delayed penalty, but it is not. So the crowd, Aussies around us, not liking that one. But an opportunity here for the Mighty Roos. Gets it towards Webster. Just to the left-hand side of the net. Can't find someone in the centre there to get the shot away. And then, oh, nearly a stick to tap it in there for Australia. Jonathan Bremer couldn't quite get it. And now there's a bit of conversation happening between the refs and the players. Getting a bit heated out there. A few missed calls, do you think? Ah, uh, just one. Maybe two. You don't think that was a penalty? Maybe five. Maybe five. Refs put away the whistle here. They know it's a tight game to close it off and they don't want to have any uh, controversial moments here that might cost a game winner. And the Ice Blacks are very fast on the counter. Every single opportunity they get, they do that, and they've been very strong on that all night, just biding their time, defending away. Here's an opportunity, though, for the Mighty Roos. Long shot there by Boyle. Can't quite get to it. They'll regroup in the neutral zone. Padding it away. Oh, terrible pass there by the Mighty Roos. And here comes the Ice Blacks, but they can't quite break through the Aussie defence. Strong wall there by the Mighty Roos. And, uh, oh, and nearly an own goal there for the Ice Blacks. That was a bit of an awkward moment there for number 16. That was Mitchell Freer. He kind of just mishandled the puck, and luckily for him, the phone book was able to handle that one slightly and uh, not... Let it go back. Two minutes 22 remaining. The Richie Benno time on the clock. And at what stage do you think the Mighty Roos might pull their goalie? Not yet. Not yet? Too early? Definitely yet. Definitely yet. Well, the puck is right in front of their net right now, so it would be suicide by goal right now. Meanwhile, the fan favourite, Stewart, is back on the ice with the Ice Blacks, and he's looking speedy. But he can't quite get to it now. Meanwhile... Davison for the Ice Blacks has a long shot from the blue line. Goes over the top of the net, hits the glass. The Mighty Roos are able to retain the puck. Lovely little pass there towards Woodman. Gets a little flick back there for the Mighty Roos. Right in front of the net there. Number six. And couldn't quite get there. That's Metnan. The crowd getting involved here with 90 seconds on the clock. The Mighty Roos doing everything they can to try and get an equaliser to force this game into overtime. But they just can't seem to form a line together enough to flick this up towards their offensive net. Meanwhile, here's an opportunity for them. Hazelhurst, what did I tell you, my man? And he shoots and he saves by the phone book goalie. Bit of shoving, meanwhile, in the crease going on. And, oh, it's on here all of a sudden. We were talking before about how there was a little bit less fight in some of these players and some of the matches we've seen, but all of a sudden, with a minute 10 on the clock, not liking something going on there are the Aussies. And this is what we want. Bring back the biff. The biff. Bring back the biff. The biff. And it's a penalty, is it? No? They're just... 
line changing it up. I thought that uh, Darge the Barge had been sent off. So New Zealand changing things up. And there's, oh no, there's something going on here. Do we have a... What is happening right now? The players have gone to the bench. The referees are having a conversation. There was a timeout called or something? Or are they just making a decision on whether or not... I'm guessing it must be a timeout. I, I don't know that they had timeouts in this type of hockey. I know they have it in hockey, but they haven't used any. Well, there you go. Okay, well, I guess that works. 70 seconds on the clock and a timeout called. The first time all evening we've had a timeout, hence why I was a little bit confused there as to why that's happened. There would be a timer if it was a timeout, though. I think there was a countdown clock. I did see a small one up. 70 seconds. Here we go. 5-4 to score. New Zealand lead this one in the first game of the Trans-Tasman Series. And I wonder if Davis is going to remain on the bench for the Mighty Roos. He is. So six men on the ice right now for the Mighty Roos. They've pulled the goalie. It's an empty net right now for the Ice Blacks. Here we go. The crowd really starting to get themselves pumped up. There is a face-off to the right-hand side of the New Zealand net. Face-off won by the Ice Blacks. That's what they needed. But they've passed it straight back to Darts the Barge for the Mighty Roos. Right in front of the nets there. Whoa, great shot on the goal there by Kazoff. Couldn't quite get it through. Fighting on the boards here. Here comes Darts the Barge. Can he get the shot away? Through two players. No. Empty net shot. Surely here the Ice Blacks are going to win it with this shot. All the way through there. And there it is. Number 22 for the Ice Blacks. Jordan Chalice, the assistant captain, got the puck away as the Marty Roos couldn't control possession. Empty net goal with 45 seconds remaining. I'm going to say good night, Gracie. Yep. Well, anything can happen in this sport, but with how things have played out tonight, you got to admit that the Mighty Roos have probably got a bit of a steep mountain climb to turn this over. The crowd are loving this. Chelsea Dagger playing in the background. And unless the Mighty Roos can get a very, very quick goal here, the first game of this series will go to the Ice Blacks as they look to retain this trophy. And it was a great performance from the Ice Blacks to get this first game in the series and really put their authority on this for their home crowd. Lots of Aussies here, though, cheering on the Mighty Roos, but unfortunately it's not going to work for them. 13 seconds remaining on the clock and it is a stoppage in play. Have you enjoyed the evening so far? Well, uh, not so far. The evening's about to end. Have you enjoyed the evening? It was a wonderful evening. Was there any particular highlight of the evening? Oh, there's a big collision. Sorry about that. Atwell and Bremner just came together. And uh, with one second to go, there's the game. New Zealand win. Six goals to four. The Ice Blacks take the first of the series in a very entertaining match, it has to be said. Mallory, sorry, your, uh, your highlight of the evening. Jeff the Zamboni driver. Jeff the Zamboni driver. Without a doubt. Is he your man of the match? Yep. 
And uh, yeah, disappointing for Australia at the end not to uh, come away with this, but they've got two more to come out. We're not going to be here for the next two games, but can you see Australia turning this around? No. No. Flat out, no. Flat out, no. I'm disappointed, but hey, I like your honesty. I appreciate it. This has been uh, fun getting behind the mic and calling some of this again. Obviously, it was a bit of a trickier one to call this evening, given our viewpoint and uh, just the perspective of the game. But uh, we hope you've enjoyed some of this, and we hope you've enjoyed this part of the show. And I'm sure we will uh, conclude a little bit more on the road tomorrow. Thank you, Mallory, for your presence and your beauty in being in the commentary box with me. Thanks, Ben. We're getting ready to close out this on the road episode as we are traveling back from the town of queens on a very wet friday we uh are we halfway yet i reckon close nearly halfway it's raining so um it's geez louise that truck lot a lot of spray on the car big milk truck just went past and uh, we got a bath but luckily we're in a car um did you have an enjoyable burp yes did you have an enjoyable 24 hour period away it was lovely what was the highlight of the trip and i know what you're going to answer but that's fine you can answer that kmart now tell our listener about uh what we may or may not have gone a bit crazy at our times at kmart well it happened to be the right day to go into Kmart because clearance is on at the moment. I assume it's like their winter clearance time. Um, so we got a lot of things for very good prices. That being said, a lot of things for very good prices is still a lot of things which makes a lot of money. Now, we, we talked earlier about how we'd love to be sponsored by uh, Kmart. We're 93 kilometers away uh, from Invercargill, by the way. Um, and I think judging on the stuff we got we still should be I, I to put it in context i bought a fairly decent jacket a winter jacket winter jacket a sort of a what would you say like a waterproof kind of like a dressy raincoat like a dressy raincoat as well as a puffer vest for 17 dollars. all three for 17 dollars. and yet on that like a an exercise shirt was what two dollars you got um, a Back to the Future t-shirt for $5. A Hakuna Matata t-shirt, that was 12 I got a, uh, a shirt for me to wear to the Symphony Orchestra on Thursday. And then also another shirt, which, well, it fits me, but it's extremely tight. But it, it will fit me, hopefully, in a month or two. For our... For our engagement wedding thing. In Australia. Quite a nice uh, shirt. So we'll see how that goes. So, um, what was that? I'm talking to myself. She's talking to herself. Uh, I'm used to doing that on this show. It's all good. So, yeah, we, we got ourselves some nice bargains. We got some pillows, which was nice. Um, I got some deodorant, which was nice. I bought a duffel bag. I don't know why we're sharing this with you. Like, this is... a spatula. We got a spatula, which is exciting. Um, so that was the extent of that. And is that hailing right now? We're, uh... Very heavy rain. You probably hear that in the background. Uh, props to our Airbnb hosts as well, too. Uh, I think it was George and Davina uh, for a lovely little place. Uh, they even offered to make us breakfast this morning, which I'm sure if we weren't on keto, we probably would have accepted, would we not have? We would have. 
very, very nice uh, when people do that. But um, no, we added props to them. I enjoyed the hockey. I didn't enjoy the result, but it was still a good night. And overall, it has been an enjoyable two two days, not really two days, 24 hours. But as I said to you before, uh, it, it very much feels like we were away for longer. And I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing. I think that's a good thing. Makes it feel more like a mini vacation. Sad that it was not longer. But yeah, no, it was um, it was good. It was nice. So that's been the extent of this episode you've heard some commentary you've heard some fun it's uh been a nice road edition of the brink it's been a while since we've done this but we'll, we'll probably take this uh on the road with us back to australia we'll see how we go we may or may not do that but uh either way that sheep has a bird sitting on its back uh, just thought we'd want to share that little fact with our uh listening public miserable day today in uh, the south part of the South Island of New Zealand. There's a whisper about snow on Sunday when you're hearing this, so uh, if by all means it snows, you won't know any difference because we wouldn't have updated anything, so you'll have to somehow be psychic and Google that shit, apparently. Um, In the meantime, you can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, subscribe, all the relevant channels, listen to the Ben and Mal Variety Hour, Radio Southland, 8pm Wednesday evening, replayed 6pm on a Friday evening. You can also listen to the Oz Network, now available via all good podcast servers. Double Oz 7, now available via all good podcast servers. Euros Vision, now available via all good podcast servers. Uh, Off the Podium, now available from all good podcast servers. And the Qualifying Lap, even though the other ones haven't been updated in a while, that one hasn't been updated in probably over a year, so we're going to reboot that and do something new with that. But anyway that's not the point the point is that i'm going to close this off by putting the microphone in front of this beautiful person's face to say the following good night hobart cargill keep sucking those oranges hobart oh yeah that and good night